Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you and say welcome to the people who are worshiping with us by live stream. Pastor Andy usually does this part uh, of the service, but he is, and you might want to say a little prayer for him. He is, I think they had like 20, 26 people going kayaking after the, the early service today. So they are, um, you know, they probably needed a little extra prayer, but they're going to have a lot of fun, the, the youth and the parents that are kayaking today. So we're, we're happy about that. Um, I do want to give you a couple of little reminders. One is our clothes closet, uh, which, which serves a whole lot of people in our area, is in need of summer clothes. So you know what you could do this afternoon? You could um, put on some of your favorite music, go in the closet, and start pulling out all of the summer clothes that you don't, you don't wear anymore. Uh, or, or that you've gotten too skinny to wear because you've been working out and, and bring them down and give them to our clothes closet. We appreciate that a whole lot. Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow. It'll go all this week and, and we're excited, aren't we, Catherine? I, I say we. Uh, Catherine and her volunteers have worked really hard. It's a great Vacation Bible School food truck, uh, food truck themed and I know it's gonna be a lot of fun. If you would like to help, Miss Catherine's over here, she's in a receptive mood and she would receive any kind of help that you need. Even if you don't wanna help with the kids, you could, you could bring snacks. You could do lots of things. So see Miss Catherine for that. Uh, next Sunday is, I brought this cup to be a little reminder of myself. Um, we, we started a, a little while back something called the Brunch Club for, for young families and this is um, just, just getting together and having brunch. Next Sunday is gonna be at the Current Market, which is down at River Rocks Landing down there. And I haven't eaten there yet, but it's, it's really cool. It's really right on the beautiful Coosa River. And, and um, so anyway, that'll be next Sunday. And I hope that you will um, come and enjoy that and get one of these cool cups to remind you. Oh, one more reminder, and I brought this to remind um, today we're taking up a special offering. After you come and receive Holy Communion, on your way out there are baskets to my left and my right for you to put an offering for uh, U Ukrainian refugees. Uh, this will be taken to annual conference this year. We always have a theme for annual conference for our offering at the service there, and this year it's for Ukraine. So uh, remember that. And you can take one of these little hearts that's on the table there to remind you to pray for them. Oh Lord, open our hearts and our minds on this Pentecost Sunday that we may receive what your Holy Spirit has to say to us. Amen.
agreed with saints around the world and across the ages, let us gladly say what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. As we come to our time of giving tithes and offerings, I want to thank you for your support of this church. Because you give and because you are generous with your time and your talent and your tithes and offerings, we're able to do ministries like Vacation Bible School and all of the things that we do uh, in Jesus' name in this community. So thank you and let's pray. God, we ask that you would take our time and our talents and our treasures and use them in your kingdom as you see fit. May what we do today be a blessing to others in your name. Amen.
I want to remind those who are worshiping by live stream that you can send your prayer requests in to us G, uh, at, at Gadsden, um, Gadsden First at, I don't know, I forgot our email address. Anyway, you can email it to us. You can write it in the comments. You can uh, just call the office. You can let us know. We will pray for you is the bottom line of what I'm trying to say. There are cards in the back of the pew racks that you can write a prayer request in. We also love to hear celebrations, and we love to hear answers to prayer, too. And we want to celebrate with you, and we want to pray with you. I know that there are needs that are heavy on our hearts. Uh, for instance, the, the Ukrainian offering we're taking up today, we're, we're thinking about the refugees in, from Ukraine, and we're thinking about problems around the world, but we're also thinking about problems in our own country and in our own homes and in our own lives. So we want to take all of our needs, all of our burdens, and we also want to take a heart of thanksgiving before the Lord as we pray today. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, we do give thanks to you as we bow before you today because you're good and your mercy endures forever. We give you thanks for the ways that you bless us when we don't even realize it, Lord. How you go before us and you prepare the way how you help us when we don't know where that strength is going to come from, how you bring healing and wholeness to our lives once our hearts are broken or when we have needs that we can't even put into words. God, we know that you know the deepest needs that we have. We know that you know uh, the strength that we need. We know that you know how we need to be inspired to be able to do what you've called us to do, what you've created us to do. We're your children, Lord, and you want us to flourish. And so that's what we want to do, Lord. We want to be your hands and feet. So come, Holy Spirit, and give us the power to do that even now. The needs that we bring before you, Lord, are big, but you are bigger. The, the problems that are in our world today, only you can create a clean heart, Lord. Only you can give somebody a new and upright spirit. Only you can, can take the hate and the, and the violence, Lord, and turn it into something good. But Lord, you ask us to help, so let us be your hands and your feet. Let us be the peacemakers. Let us be those who share kindness and love, who give the joy and, and the Holy Spirit wherever we go. Lord, Take what we give, uh, we give our lives to you. Teach us now, Lord, even as we bow, to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Catherine's going to be taking our children to Children's Church. If you will follow her over here to, to my left and to your right. I know they can have a wonderful time and learn lots in Children's Church. Meanwhile, we're going to stand and sing together. Stand as you're able and sing with me number 420, Breathe On Me, Breath of God.
two readings of scripture, one from the Gospel of John, John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. If you brought your Bibles today, then you can turn over there with me or you can follow along on the screen. There are pew Bibles, you got Bible apps, we got Bibles everywhere, or you could just listen. And then we're also going to read from Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. So we'll have two scripture readings this morning, Pentecost Sunday, John chapter 7, 37 through 39. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit which believers in him were to receive for as yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. And then Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. In old age, they still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap showing that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I have something important to say to you, and as a matter of fact, it's so important, I want to get you to say it with me. So when I count to three, I want everybody to say with gusto and with verve, happy birthday. Can y'all do that with me? Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday, church. <laughs> this is Pentecost Sunday. It is traditionally celebrated as the birthday of the church. And it's the day that we read about in Acts chapter 2. And it's the day we remember the 120 believers that were gathered in the upper room waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus had told them was going to come told them to wait in Jerusalem till they received power from on high. And then on the day of Pentecost, as they were gathered there together, the Holy Spirit came and the sound of a rushing mighty wind swept through the room, breathing the breath of God on them and cloven tongues of fire, it said, sat on their heads. And it says the place was shaken. And I always think about a, a bottle of soda and and shaking it up like that and then what happens when you take the top off it just goes everywhere and that's what happened in the upper room that day the holy spirit shook the place and then they spilled out into the streets and they took the good news of jesus christ to everybody who had gathered there from around the world people from all over the world all different nations had gathered there to celebrate the jewish festival of weeks and the people saw this going on and the people gathered around said, what is up with y'all? What's going on? Are you drunk? And Peter got up and said, we're not drunk. It's just nine in the morning, which always made me think, come back at nine tonight and then see what happens. But I don't know that. 
But he said, we're not drunk. This is just what the prophet Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2 when he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit and I will pour it out upon all flesh. And if, if, I, if I was the prophet Joel, I would have said, all y'all, because, you know, that's the way I talk. But I'll pour it out upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. And the miracle on that day was that everybody there from all nations around the world got to hear the good news in their own native language. Whatever language they spoke in their native country, that's what they heard the good news, Peter's sermon in. God made sure that everybody could hear in a language they could understand. And God is still doing that today because we all kind of receive the good news in different ways. We're all wired differently. And it, it was for everyone. It was for everyone then. It was for everyone now. Was it for the good male card-carrying members, Jewish members of the synagogue? Yes. Was it for the wives of the good card-carrying members of the synagogue? Yes. Was it for the servants who worked in their household? Yes. Was it for the young? Yes. The old? Yes. Male, female, was it for Samaritans? Yes. Was it for Roman centurions? Yes. It was for everybody. The good news, I'm pouring out my, my spirit on whosoever. I'm a whosoever, you're a whosoever. All God's children are whosoever's, right? That happens on Pentecost. Another cool thing about Pentecost I love is the connection to the Old Testament that Pentecost has. The Old Testament festival of harvest, 50 days after the celebration of the Passover was the celebration of the harvest, the Feast of Weeks. It was a, a harvest festival. It was when their wheat harvest came in. And what they would do is they'd take the first fruits of their wheat harvest and they would offer it to God. You know what that was symbolic of? It was symbolic of saying, Lord, all of this wheat belongs to you. You know, we don't own this wheat. You, we just get to take care of it. It all belongs to you. And this first fruit offering is a symbol that it all belongs to you, God. And then in Romans 8.23, we hear, we have the first fruits of the Spirit. You see the connection there? When the Holy Spirit is sent to us on the day of Pentecost, it's like God saying, this is a sign to you that all of you belong to me. You, you're not your own. You belong to me. You're my children. So Pentecost is God saying to us, along with all creation, you belong to me. You belong to me. You're my child. Again, in Romans 8, 16, we read, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. That first fruits of the Spirit that we have now. Now, we'll get the whole thing when Jesus comes back and all of creation that is groaning together was, is renewed. But right now, we have the first fruits of the Spirit living inside of us, bearing witness with the Holy Spirit that we're His children. And because we're God's children, you know what God wants for us? God wants for us to flourish. Flourish. Several years ago, we were serving at another church, and this church had a, a um, tradition of recognizing their high school graduating seniors. And we do, we do that here with a, with a brunch and with a slideshow and all of these different things that we do for our graduating high school seniors. But this church had a banquet instead of a brunch, and it was in the evening. It was a sit-down kind of deal, and they were served good food. And um, the, the seniors, graduating seniors, were presented Bibles from the church. And, and then they had the table there that you have to have. You know, you have to have the table with their baby pictures going all the way up to their senior portraits so that, that everybody can see. But this church did something a little bit different they would take a microphone around to each table and they would give each parent of the graduating senior a chance to say what their hopes and dreams were for their son or their daughter. And I, what I remember about that evening was 
that almost all of them said pretty much the same thing. As a matter of fact, they probably said, well, I just agree with what he said or whatever. Uh, They just said, I want my child to be happy. And I thought, yeah, I can go along with that. I mean, our kids were little at the time, and I didn't know what it was going to be like when they graduated from high school. But I thought, yeah, but, you know, I think you would probably want more than just for your kids to be happy, wouldn't you? I mean, they could live at home in mom's basement and play video games all day and eat Cheetos and be happy. So you want something a little bit more. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Something deeper than being happy, right? You want them to flourish. You want them to be the best them, as the old army uh, advertisement used to say, to be all you can be, to flourish. If you look up flourish in the dictionary, you'll see it means to grow vigorously and to thrive. The Hebrew word in Psalm 92 literally means, and this is what I like, it means to blossom profusely. To blossom like a, like a palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon. Now, I don't know what the cedars of Lebanon look like, and I don't know that much about palm trees. But whenever I think about something that blossoms profusely, you know what I think about? Knockout rose bushes. Y'all know what I mean? Do y'all have knockout rose bushes? If you don't, you need to. Because, man, those things just go boom. And you can take them, you can cut them down to that close to the ground in the wintertime, in the springtime. There they are again. We've got red ones and yellow ones at the parsonage. They're beautiful. They blossom profusely. They just bloom all over the place. And that's what God wants for us. You see, we've received the first fruit of the spirits. We're God's children, and God wants us to blossom just like a knockout rose bush. And if you look, if rose bushes may not be your thing, you may, you may want to compare yourself to something else that grows profusely, like kudzu or whatever, you know, you might more identify with that. I don't know. Um, John 15, 8, Jesus says, the Father is glorified by this, that we produce much fruit. You see what I mean? Much fruit. And you say, well, Pastor Sam, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, so I don't know how much blossoming I'm going to do at my age. But did you notice what Psalm 92, 14 said? It said, in old age, they still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap all the way up to the time the Lord takes us home to blossom and to be fruitful. Does that sound good to you? Yes, Yes, that sounds good to me. That's what God wants for his children. Now let me just stop here to ask you kind of a personal question. How are you doing these days? Do you feel like you're flourishing? You feel like you're, you're blossoming profusely? Or do you feel kind of dry and languishing? You know, sometimes it takes somebody close to you to come and notice the difference. Like, like Tammy always noticed, she knows the blossoming me and the languishing me, you know. And when, and when the languishing me is walking around, she'll say, um, honey, what's wrong? And I'll usually say, nothing, because that's my go-to answer. And she'll say, don't try to pull that on me. We've been married 30 years. Don't, you know, I mean, she knows the difference between the flourishing me and the languishing me. And, and when that flow is coming, you know, and when I'm, I'm being the me God created me to be, it involves the Holy Spirit. Jesus compares the Holy Spirit to a river of living water that flows from within. How many of you have ever heard of an artesian well? You ever heard of that? Yeah. It, it's one of those that you don't need a, a pump or anything or anything. It goes all the way down to the, to the aquifer that runs underground. And, and the natural pressure from that 
aquifer just makes it just bubble up to the surface. And in Jesus' day, they take a, a stone and roll over that sucker so that it, it would just go everywhere. And then when they bring the flocks up to, to water at the, at the well, they roll that stone away and that water just go everywhere. The artesian well. Water in the land that Jesus lived in was the difference between flourishing and languishing, right? Between fruitfulness and drought, the water, the living water of the Holy Spirit that, that comes, bubbles up inside of us is the difference between us being dry and dusty and languishing and us being flourishing and fruitful. The title of today's message is Discovering the Spirit. And what I had in mind when I said that was taking that rock off, you know, discovering that river of living water that is present inside of us as believers so that we can flourish and not be dry and dusty and languishing. What keeps us from flourishing? You know, I think all kinds of things can block our flow. We quench the Holy Spirit sometimes as the Ephesians says, not to quench the Holy Spirit. That's like covering us, hiding our light under a bushel, if you will, right? I think the, the, the weight of, of guilt and, and the weight of unconfessed sin can, can block our, our flow, you know, can keep us from flourishing. I, I think the, the weight of other people's expectations on us, trying to be something that somebody else, you know, if you let people, they'll have their own agenda for you, won't they? They'll have the, uh, one of my favorite quotes by Carl Jung, it says, the world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, the world will tell you who you are. There's plenty of people that will tell you the you that you need to be. And if you let other people's expectations come in, it's, it's like putting a rock over that well of living water. Uncover that and embrace who God made you be. Find your inner GPS. We, we're starting a new study, this Bible study, this coming Wednesday. It'll, it'll be on, it'll, it'll, we'll have it here at 11 o'clock and then it will be uh, Facebook Live as well and it'll, it will premiere again at six o'clock. But we're studying the book of Acts the study we just finished up, we talked about our GPS, and it stands for our gifts, our passions, and our style. How do I know which way do I go? Well, we all have gifts. That's what the Holy Spirit gives when the Holy Spirit comes, gifts. And we all have passions. We all have that thing that burns inside of us that we're just not going to rest until we do something about it. And then we all have our own particular style. My style's not like your style. Your style's not like my style. I can't preach like Pastor Andy. Pastor Andy doesn't preach anything like me. And that's just the way God made us. We're not all the same. We all have different gifts. And nobody wants to see my imitation of somebody else. Jesus came and died and rose again and ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit so that we could blossom profusely with that well of living water, watering the fruit of the Spirit inside of us. I want to leave you with one more quote. And I honestly can't remember which book I read this in. Um, but I wrote it down because I like it so much. It goes this way. Jesus does not come to rearrange the outside of our life the way we want. He comes to rearrange the inside of our life the way God wants. As we remember what Jesus came to do, as we come to the Lord's table today, help, may God help us to let go of whatever counterfeit self we've been trying to be and embrace the unique the flourishing, the blossoming us that God had in mind all along in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you want to follow along in your hymnal, you can find a service of word in table two on page 12.
Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. And now we will pick up at the great Thanksgiving in the middle of page 13 in your hymnal. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts, and Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Body of Christ, broken for you. The blood of Christ, shed for you. I want to say a couple of things and just to remind you of as we celebrate communion together. And the most important is this, everyone who is here is welcome at the Lord's table today. This is the Lord's table and all are welcome. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church. All you have to do is have a heart that's hungry for God to come and celebrate this sacrament with us. And then uh, it's our tradition to, to come and kneel at the altar and receive communion that way. If you have a, a knee or a back or a hip that, that prevents you from, from kneeling, then you can stand. Uh, if you would like to be served at your seat, you can 
we'll serve you at your seat. We'll accommodate you in any way. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be served. We usually receive a communion offering. Some, if, if God puts it on your heart, you can leave an offering on the altar rail that goes to local missions. Today, we're receiving a special offering that will go to annual conference in, later on this month uh, that will be combined with offerings from churches in North Alabama. And all of us together, that's one of the things I love about the United Methodist Churches, we're all connected together and we're all gonna help uh, the Ukrainian refugees through United Methodist Committee on Relief. And we'll all, we'll combine our offering with the offerings of the other churches in North Alabama. So that's what the baskets are for. And don't forget to take your little heart Ukrainian flag to remember to pray for them. Um, the ushers will direct you as to when to come to the altar. Um, we'll serve our, those who are assisting in serving communion first and then the choir, and then the ushers will direct you when to come. So at this time, if you're helping serve, if you will come. Body of Christ broken for you. Blood of Christ shed for you. Now rise and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. and go in peace and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen.
blood of Christ shed for you. 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 Now rise and go in peace and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Arise now and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Now, will you stand together as we receive our benediction? Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. all on my heart lately.